Who the heck is Howie and why does he want us to take a test? How we can get a PC to start mining delicious cryptocurrency and we'll explain the difference between an altcoin and a token without any help from Howie. There's also breaking news, breaking records, and just maybe breaking wind. So close your nose holes, open your ear holes. Episode number 18 of the Bad Crypto Podcast is coming your way, ready or not. That was a professional introduction right there, Mr. Joel Comp. Did, did you just pull that out of your ass? <laughs> Do we need some I fart references here? Because for those that don't know, I did create the iFart application that revolutionized and changed the mobile world. True story. Hey, Joel Com is me. Travis Wright is him. And you are the Bad Crypto audience. Welcome. That's right. This is episode number 18, and we're going to let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good day in the crypto world, isn't it, Travis? We're just continuing to see some wonderful news come out of the crypto world, which we'll be covering shortly. And it's also a beautiful day in the bad crypto world for all you badites or you bad crypto. What are we going to call fans of the show? What should we call you? Mm, kryptonites? Bad, bad kryptonites? Bad kryptonites? That sounds decent. We could take a page out of John Lee Dumas's journal, like everybody else in the podcast world, and be bad nation. You know, <laughs> everybody's that. You know, it's like every podcast after John Lee Dumas's Fire Nation, they're like, Quilting Nation, it's time for our show. You know, <laughs> right. I think bad kryptonites are bad cryptilians. Hey, what do you guys think? Why don't you write us or message us? Because you're really good at doing that. We get letters. We get lots and lots of letters. Bad Crypto Podcast at gmail.com on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash bad crypto or call us at 708-885-9030 and let us know what you, our community, should be known as because I feel like, you know, they deserve a special name, you know, bad crypto heads, you know, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, we, last week we were the, uh, the, you know, the blockchain blockheads, um, the bad, the bad crypto. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Let's have some ideas of some suggestions and maybe we vote on it. Yeah. And, uh, we can vote on it and maybe we will give at 250,000 bad coin, to the person that proposes the winning name that we select. We could do that. Yeah. I'm feeling generous. You know, we've given away something like, I don't know, 38 million bad coins so far in our initial token giveaway, our ITG. And if you want to find out how you can get free bad coin, just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash bad crypto, like the page and join our community and you will see the pinned post on how to get your 50,000 bad coin. I think that number is substantially higher than that, Mr. Joel Com. So if we're talking about the ones from the from the main bad coin uh, account and then the ones for mine, because I've given away about 15 million from my account from the ones that I've given out. So that number is probably closer to 50 million. 
Well, if there's any doubt, you are listening to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the podcast for the crypto curious. And speaking of curious, here's a curious question. So Joe Karpinski writes in and asks this question. He says, you guys have mentioned some mining groups in the past, but I was wondering there were, where there would be a good place to start looking when considering mining. Are there groups out there you can join to maximize your mining? Are there any good resources to look at for what's required to make an efficient PC for mining? So many mining questions. Oh, you know, you're walking the door. You want to know about all the mining questions. What do I look like? Do I look like one of the seven dwarfs in the mine to you? I don't know, Joe. You should mind your own business. It just how, explain to me how I went from seven dwarves to like this Jewish grandmother thing. I don't. I don't even know. That's because it's bad. It We've done bad. a little mining research, and what have we uncovered? We have three amazing resources available for you guys in the show notes this week. Uh, first one is from LifeWire dot uh, com. Life L I F E right Wire. How to mine. Litecoin and Dogecoins. And is it worth your time to mine for crypto coins? You know, so Bitcoin at this point, unless you have a big warehouse full of ASIC miners, which are super high dollar, badass, uh, you know, miners, uh, you are not going to make money on Bitcoin, really. Uh, that time has passed. If this was 2008 or, 2000, or 2009 or 2010, 2011, maybe you could use your laptop and you could mine and you could make lots and lots of Bitcoin. That time is gone. Um, I think the time for some of these alternative currencies, right, like Ethereum, uh, that there's there's opportunities to mine that. Monera, you can do that. Zcash, that's one you can mine. Dash is one you can mine. Uh, Waves is one you can mine. There are some other ones. And so there are certain kinds of uh, computer components that you do need. Now, some of them are very, very heavy duty, right? But a lot of them, a lot of these other ones you allow said, you. You said duty. <laughs> right. Uh, so the, your GPU on the graphics card, uh, you got to have a really good GPU for your graphics card. That's one component of of, um, of uh, technology and hardware that you need to mine effectively. And what is a GPU, Travis? Well, that is your graphic processing unit, right? Uh, so basically what we refer to as a video card in regular person world. Right. A video card in regular person world. Now, here's an amazing guide on CryptoCompare.com. CryptoCompare.com slash mining slash guides. Um, we'll have the link there in our show notes. But it actually is going through and it's talking about all these, how to build a Zcash mining rig, a Bitcoin mining rig, how to build an Ethereum mining rig. Like, I don't know how to build them. I've never built one. I just used my old computer back in the day whenever I had those 55 Bitcoin that I ended up losing. That was from a regular PC. You um, know, there's one I need to look at here because I was actually just wondering, um, a friend of ours, uh, Travis Garland, that's working on a new company, an ICO of its own, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, asked if I could send him a couple waves, um, which is uh, the waves platform. It's a, a proof of stake platform cryptocurrency and so i sent him waves and while i was looking through the installed waves wallet i noticed there was a way to lease my cryptocurrency and i wasn't sure what to do with it i've got you know just over 100 waves sitting there and i see on this page there is a how to mine waves so i'm actually going to take action and figure out if by having my waves that are in my wallet leased if that means that I can earn from them somehow mining. Is that is that what you think that means? 
Least proof of stake. I have no idea what that means, actually. And that's why it's the Bad Crypto Podcast. Gang, we don't know. We're learning as we go, and we're sharing what we learn with you. So I shall report back on my mining experiment because I got to tell you, if you go back a few uh, few weeks ago, we talked about me trying to mine Ethereum and it basically ed up my processor. That's how we said it in the South when I lived in Oklahoma. It edited up. It all ed up. You're you're ed up. This first article that we're linking to on LifeWire asks the question, is it worth it to mine crypto coins? And it says that Litecoin, Dogecoin, and a few others are accessible for people to mine, and a person can recoup $100 in hardware costs and get this, 18 to 24 months. So that could take you time. But if somebody's willing to invest 3000 to 5000 in upfront hardware costs, you can earn $50 a day or more. But we're talking about dedicated equipment that is sucking on your electricity, right? Because these things, you will notice your power bill. Like you're not going to notice it, you know, too much. It's like going from winter to summer, right? When you're using the air or the heat all the time mm-hmm. and you notice a difference in your bill, you will notice a marked difference in your electric bill if you are mining. And I like this right here. It says the laundry list. What do you need to mine crypto coins? First, you need a free database called a coin wallet. Uh, next, you need to have a free mining software package made up of CG Miner and Stratum. Third, you need a membership in an online mining pool. Fourth, you need a membership in an o- online currency exchange. Five, a reliable full-time internet connection. Six, a hardware setup location oh, in your basement. A desktop, an ATI oh, graphics processor, a house oh, fan to cool everything, God. and curiosity. Make yeah, curiosity. Stop. Holy cow. I mean, this is a long laundry list. And I'm just thinking, hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. It's off to mine we go. (laughs) That's enough about mining. Uh, You know, if you want to do it, go for it. Check out the show notes. There's plenty of information for you there to do it. In fact, there's one more that we're including from, uh, what site is this? It's Mm blockchain.com, the ultimate beginner's guide to, to mining and have at it. Uh, Personally, I feel that finding coins that are based on, uh, that have tokens that are solving real world problems and investing in them is a much more expedient way to earn. That's just my personal. Well, opinion. here's the thing. I, if you've had a chance to watch the 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 Bitcoin documentary on Netflix called Banking on Bitcoin, they talked about there's two types of folks really in the crypto business. One, people who like to mine. They they're technical. They want to go in. They want to mine it. They want to have fun with that. And the others are the ones that just want to buy it and invest in it. Right. I think Joel and I kind of fit within those realm. Um, I know my son; he wants to learn how to do more of the mining stuff, so he's been he's been tinkering around with that. He's got a pretty strong computer, so it's just whatever floats your boat. I do think that there are some really good opportunities to mine potentially with some of these ICOs that are popping up that you need to mine. So maybe on some of these new upcoming startups that are populating into the ecosystem, some of those need to be mined, and maybe your computer could be utilized for those. But you have to research that on your own. We don't know which ones are popping up that might be worthy of that, but uh, something to research and do your own due diligence on, right? To sum up, we don't know, Jack. Let's go to the news. 
We are up here in Skycam 500. Yeah. Oh, that just hurts. I shouldn't even. <laughs> that just hurts. Like, well, you know, like put a fan by your face. It'd be a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, forget the helicopter. Let's just do the state of the market because the market is making a lot of us in the crypto space smile bigly. Uh, Bitcoin right now, 4,751 hit all time highs again today. Ethereum almost back to the high watermark that it enjoyed back on June 12th. It's currently at 394. 400 was the high watermark. And what else is up, Mr. Travis Wright? So there's interesting ones. If you're looking uh, you know, on CoinMarketCap and checking out the gainers and the losers in the trending tab, in the last 24 hours, there's been some really interesting ones that have been growing. Triggers, which I've not heard of, they grew 175% today on about 6.5 million in volume. Another one called Rise grew 108% today. That's That did about 61 million in uh, volume today. Navcoin, uh, that grew 44%. That's up to almost a dollar now. And there's a couple other ones that are growing. One H, I've not heard of this. I don't know what, like, but it, 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 it H share. Have you heard of H share? I haven't. And so, you know, here's the warning. Dude, I'm it's saying- past a billion dollars in market cap. I have no idea what that is. And here's the thing. Somewhere mixed into this list of coins are the crappy coins that are little more than either vaporware or pump and dumps. And you just got to really be careful. And I'm not referring to any of them in particular because I just don't know. Uh, But it's really interesting that some of them have just come out of nowhere. And, you know, we do a fair amount of research. We've got our ear to the, uh, the ground a little bit. Uh, and typically we'll hear when something's coming on and you're right. These are all brand new. Yeah. At least to us. Yeah. Brand new ones. And it's, it's H dot cash. And dude, this thing it launched, I'm looking at the total chart. It came out on the 21st of uh, August and on the 28th, it did a little, it had some massive volume that was kicking in and now it's worth 1.2 billion dollars that doesn't even make sense to me i don't know maybe we got to investigate that you know what really makes me happy litecoin is almost to 75 dollars you know we've been talking about this for the duration of the show really when we started um litecoin was and i'm looking right now litecoin was sitting around 40 dollars and we were talking like you know it's positioning for its next run and since that time, it's almost doubled, almost doubled. And I'm I'm just a big fan. I still think that Litecoin being the third coin on Coinbase and uh, being so much more attractive to people that are thinking, hmm, $47.52 for a Bitcoin or $74 for a Litecoin. There's just something mentally, I think, takes place there. Do you agree? I do. I actually have every two weeks, I have an automatic Litecoin purchase that just automatically happens hello i'm your automated litecoin bot (laughs) yeah all of a sudden it's like boom oh i've i I have extra litecoin in my oh yeah yeah oh yeah every two weeks it pops it populates in there so you have litecoin hey by the way can we share you know in the in the um uh full transparency you know we've told you guys that coinbase is the best place to get started and it's where we both got started it really is the easiest place and we've given you a link that gives you ten dollars in free bitcoin when you sign 
up and make your first investment of $100 or more. And when you get that $10 in free Bitcoin, we also get it. Um, so let's be transparent with people and tell them how much Bitcoin we have earned for free um, because you've earned free Bitcoin. Yeah, so you know it's it's been it's been awesome. So we we can tell that we've gotten you know probably seventy people or so onto um, onto the cryptocurrency that have actually bought at least a hundred dollars worth. So over the course of the month and a half that we've been doing it, it looks like uh, the Bad Crypto Podcast has earned one fifth of a Bitcoin. Hey, and you know what I say to that. Thanks for supporting us, and we hope you enjoy the free Bitcoin that you're getting. Again, the URL to sign up for Coinbase is badco.in forward slash Coinbase, and you will, of course, find that in the notes of the show. So State of the Market's looking sharp. For those of you wondering what's happened in just the two days since Travis and I made our friendly bet, uh, my uh, coin District OX, DNT, has really had no movement, while Travis's basic attention token, BAT, is up a little bit today, right? You bought it at how many cents? Um, well, I know I bought 410 of them for the $100, right? So that was just a little bit less than a quarter, right. and now it's about 27 cents. So basically, I'm up to about $112 worth, and you're at, what, $100 still? Yeah, I'm about $100. So we're, okay. we're just getting going on this. And of course, we'll gauge it after 30 days. And the race is on and here come pride in the backstretch. Heartaches going to the inside. <laughs> that might be our first country reference. So not only is a hard rain going to fall, but a hard fork is a coming this September, um, this very month. Ethereum is forking. Last month, it was Bitcoin. This month, it's Ethereum. What in the world is happening? And it's, does this have something to do with Ethereum's price going up? The hard fork. So if you recall, or if you look at you know CoinMarketCap, you can see there is Ethereum and Ethereum Classic already. So there has been a fork that happened. Um, I don't even know when that actually happened, when it technically happened, almost a year ago or so. Yeah, I'm not like sure. That. It yeah. was before we, we were still crypto green as they come yep yep so it looks as if they are going to um they are going to uh, you know add some additional technology to the ethereum blockchain which may spin off an additional ethereum uh, what are they going to call it i don't know i this uh this is all very confusing for me still i just know that they're moving from what's called a proof of work to a proof of stake um, on the network. And uh, they're referring to it as the Ethereum Ice Age. And nobody really knows what's gonna happen, but they think it's going to get more expensive for miners, more difficult for miners to mine. And whether these upgrades to the system cause prices to increase or decrease, um, we, we really don't know. But ultimately, the upgrades are supposed to serve to uh, enable the system to have more users, which I think they're hoping will then cause the price to rise. So I wonder if it's going to do the same thing where, you know, regular Ethereum. So then they had they did this before and then Ethereum became Ethereum Classic and the new one became the new Ethereum, which is Ethereum. And now they're doing the Metropolis update right which is the hard fork hard fork that's set that's uh set up to occur in late september of this year so then there'll be a third ethereum and i guess 
you'll if you have ethereum now then you'll you'll get additional of the new ethereum i suppose right basically yeah. like what happened with bitcoin bitcoin cash I don't know, but you know, as this gets closer, it's happening later in the month. We'll discover more information. And of course, if you guys discover anything, then write us at badcryptopodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Uh, before we get ready to move into our main feature today, I want to kind of help set the stage with news from the Securities Exchange Commission in the United States. And that is that they've been making some statements around coins and securities and so what's the news that you have right there from the sec so this happened back in july and um so they released this back in late july of last year and they basically came out so there was this the the dow dao was an ico that had happened um digital assets it was what it was all about and that ico happened and there was some crazy stuff that had happened i don't even we don't even know all the details we've talked about this before but um they, they had lost quite a bit of money in their ICO or right after their ICO, something crazy had happened. And so the SEC stepped in and said, look, we need to determine which of these ICOs are a security, which of these are utility tokens that are not going to be under re regulation by the SEC. And so they're trying to figure it all out. And with with the, uh, the DAO, the Dow, one that had populated, you know, back last year, they said, all right, that put it on the radar. And now there's there's countries out there that are starting to try to put the hammer down on, on ICOs and to make sure that everything is regulated. Yeah, there's actually a story that came out of Canada eh, um, today, that actually, or yesterday, I don't know what day it was, but it's, it's recent from Canada, and they're starting to regulate ICOs as well. Now, you know, when you get into this legal stuff, we know even less about that, but we're paying close attention to it. And and rather than, uh, we're gonna we'll link to the articles so you can read them for yourself. But I just want to give a commentary on it, and that is, I wish the government would just get their nose out of what people want to do with their business and. Stop stifling business. You know, I think the colonists and our founding fathers and early Americans would be all like, listen, listen, boy, if you sell me some of that there snake oil, I'm going to pull out my musket and we going to have ourselves a little bit of a problem. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, people would... They didn't need protection from the government. We don't need Big Brother to tell us what to do with our money. And if we are foolish enough to uh, to buy snake oil, then there's consequences to that. Uh, when did this happen? That uh, And maybe somebody has a really good explanation about when the government decided we need to have a commission to make sure that people don't get scammed. Well... I mean, it depends on your definition of scam. When you say, you know, if, if the American people is not going to accept snake oil, well, I have to beg to differ because back in 1913, when the Federal Reserve Bank became, you know, the central bank of America, that is the biggest, you know, <laughs> snake oil that's ever been perpetrated on on civilization because the snakiest dude i think it's i think it's horrible and there's actually an amazing book out there it's called the creature from jekyll island it's by g edward griffin and um that book is phenomenal and actually they're going to be at he's going to be speaking at an event that we might be at here in, in a couple of weeks but uh, he talked about how the federal reserve bank was created the Federal Reserve Bank is not even a federal agency. They purposely named it the Federal Reserve Bank to trick people into thinking that it was a federal agency. Stop is, right there. 
Stop yep. right there. How many people have just heard this for the very first time? Like, go ahead and repeat that to to be clear, because I don't think a lot of people actually know um, or or have processed what you just said. Right. So the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States is not a federal agency. It is a bank that is ran by central bankers um, that have trustees. And and basically, when we pay our IRS taxes, they go to the Federal Reserve trustees. They don't go to the U.S. government. Um, so the, the U.S. Treasury is, uh, you know, they're the ones that are printing the money. It's really interesting. There's some phenomenal videos out there that actually explain how the Federal Reserve bank happens and how they work with the U.S. Treasury. And so there's there's Treasury notes and there's bonds and, you know, you and then so it's just crazy how it all how it all filters Can in. Can you imagine during the gold rush, like, you know, they heard there's gold in them dar hills and they bought their picks and their shovels and they headed west. They didn't, you know, go, oh, big brother government, can you please protect us by telling us where we can find the real gold and where's, you know, the pyrite, where's the fool's gold? No, they said, get out of my way. I'm going to find me some gold. Well, and I, and I think that some countries are, are a little more tough than others. It sounds like the SEC is, you know, placing some things in place. They are doing regulations as they as they are want to do. And if you have if you have watched the, again, banking on Bitcoin, you can see that in New York City uh, and in New York State, they actually had regulations against Bitcoin businesses. And then uh, what happens was all those Bitcoin businesses, they move somewhere else. So the more regulations that countries are placing on this, especially America and Canada, guess what? All of these innovative companies in the blockchain, in basically internet 3.0, they're all going overseas. They're going to Zurich. They're going to Switzerland. They're going to Gibraltar. They're going to Hong Kong. Uh, Singapore was a place where they were doing a lot of business. They're starting to put some regulations in as well. So what we're going to see is the financial powers of the world are going to start shifting and the most intelligent uh, innovators in technology who are building the future are not going to be in the United States. If these regulations continue, that stuff's going to be built elsewhere and the wealth is going to be grown elsewhere. And of course, they're still trying to determine what is a coin, what is an altcoin, and what is a token, and that is the subject of today's feature. Altcoins and tokens and laws? Oh my. Well, it's really this feature is kind of the exhale from that big inhale we did on the news and the little rant that we had there because a lot of people ask us and we are finally beginning to discern what is the difference between a coin and a token. You know, there are some that say Bitcoin is the only coin. Everything else is an altcoin, right? So is that a fair enough definition? You know, I think that there's different use cases for these, for these coins, right? Some are currencies, some are utilities. Some do, they do different things. Some of them are, 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 you know, to store wealth. Bitcoin, Litecoin, you know, that's sort of to store wealth. That's not to make millions of transactions. That's where these coins like Dash and Ripple, or I mean Ripple and Lumens and some of these other ones where these transactions are smoking fast. So they have different uses, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's look at the categorizations. We found a great article you'll find in the show notes from a site called masterthecrypto.com. And while 
we in general see all coins and tokens as cryptocurrencies. Many of them aren't functioning as a currency or medium of exchange. The as you're mentioning, the because uh, uh, a currency represents a unit, right? Some store of value, um, and that's all part of Bitcoin. But uh, what we'll see is there's actually uh, more than one category. Uh, we've got alternative cryptocurrency coins, which are known as altcoins. For example, Litecoin, Dogecoin, which we've mentioned a whole bunch. And for those of you that are Dogerific, uh, very episode, soon coming, amaze. Uh, Namecoin, Peercoin, these are all alternative currencies that are altcoins. What are some examples of tokens and and also those ones you just mentioned right those are bitcoin derived so they they're derived from the the bitcoin blockchain at least namecoin litecoin dogecoin peercoin the ones that you mentioned now some of these others have their own native blockchain like ethereum has its own native blockchain ripple does omni neo has its own waves has its own i believe bitshares has their own native blockchain so these are and then and then other coins and tokens can so, be so what would that mean ethereum and waves for example are altcoins they are currencies correct they are altcoins and but it's really the primary driver is the blockchain technology that you can build on so it is a currency it is a store of wealth however it has a whole lot more functionality on top of it it's interesting how how the sec might might categorize ethereum because obviously the value of it is growing um but it's not necessarily only for investing it it has a lot of value and intrinsic you know um use of, of this because you can build so many things on top of it, with the smart contracts and the dApps the, those decentralized apps and whatnot so well, it's let's let's break it down to the simplest uh, definition. Down, this this article, <laughs> the article summarizes that the main difference between altcoins and tokens is in their structure, and here's the meat of it: altcoins are separate currencies with their own separate blockchain, while tokens operate on top of a blockchain that facilitates the creation of decentralized apps or apps. So that means that Ethereum has its own blockchain and that means that it it functions as an altcoin, but it facilitates the creation of, of apps. So the tokens that are created on top of Ethereum, those are the tokens. Absolutely. So, Just, like with BitShares. Just like with BitShares, right? It's its own blockchain, its own currency, and it allows tokens to be, or it, it allows apps and things to be built on top of it, which is our tokens, which is bad coin is a token. It does not have its own independent blockchain. I wanted to fill in the blank there. I was hoping you were going to say bad coin is a, ooh, 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 I know. Pick ooh, me, ooh. Mr. Kata. Pick me, pick me. Mr. It's Kata. a token. <laughs> it's a token. It's a token, I'm telling you. What uh, was that and- dude's name? What was that dude's name? Uh, Arnold Horshack. Horshack, yeah, <laughs> and, nice. And of course, a bit of trivia: what now world famous Hollywood actor got his start on Welcome Back, Cotter? John Travolta. Hey, Vinny Barbarino. Vinny Barbarino, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, he was the one. Like all the rest of them, their careers went down the tubes, and John Travolta. Not, the not next Vinny thing Barbarino. he did was 
back to back Saturday Night Fever in Greece, and he mm-hmm. was an instant superstar. And uh, yeah, that was that was that. But Mr. Cotter, he was he was the best. Uh, Gabe Kaplan. Anyhow, huge rabbit trail. So Waves is a platform that is in itself a currency, but in the Waves platform, you can actually make your own token. And in a future episode, we're going to reveal to you how to do that. And I think we'll even have some bad crypto extras that will show you how to create your own token. See, because bad coin, our token, we don't sell that. We just give it away. There is no ICO around bad coin. We give it away, give it away now. That would be a security and you get a penalty for reusing the same song that you've used before, yeah. Travis. I can't tell if it's an alcorn or a token. <laughs> <laughs> tell you the truth, I don't know what to smoke in. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. So that is the primary difference between a altcoin and a token. And, and the government, who knew, actually has a test to determine if something is a security, and it is called the Howie test. I don't yeah, know because it's like it's like how we know how we know if it's a token, <laughs> how we know it. if it's altcoin. You guys, I'm sure that there was a case U.S. versus some poor guy named Howie that offered some sort of you know currency or whatever transaction investment, and they had to determine. So there's actually four points to this Howie test to determine if a transaction is an investment contract. And the first one is if there's an investment of money. So you got to put something into it. Uh, some, some currency needs to go in, right? Number two, there's an expectation of profits from the investment. So I'm not just giving you money out of you know the, my goodwill. I'm expecting it to have a return. Number three, the investment of money is in a common enterprise. I'm almost oh. done. You had 10 on your list. You know, Mr. Howie yeah. doesn't appreciate this. And I, understand. Four, I understand. Any profit comes from the efforts of a promoter or third party. These are the, uh, this is the litmus test for Mr. Howie. So uh, this is what the U.S. government is is going after. And this is how you know if your um, security is a security or just a token. And there are a lot of ICOs out there that are actually token offerings and not coin or currency offerings. I think people are just using the term coin and token interchangeably. Well, and, and also, you know, on the cryptocurrency market there on coin market cap, there are currencies and there are assets. And so I think they count currencies. They're throwing a lot of those those main ones under currencies. I guess they don't they don't all have their own blockchain that they're operating on because Neo well, I mean some of these other ones do not have the, they're not built on their own. Like Steam is built on BitShare, so that's technically I, I would assume that that's a token. So it should be an asset. But I don't know. So I mean they, they have them they had them categorized as assets and currencies on there. So I assume assets are close to being tokens. Currencies are their own thing, but uh, see, there's a whole lot of I don't know related to all of this, and that's one of the reasons that investing in cryptocurrency is risky. 
And, uh, you know, you've heard our disclaimer every episode, and we're going to continue to issue it in case somebody is listening for the first time. This is uh, all for entertainment purposes, gang. This is just information, and don't make any investments based on anything we say here. We are not advising you to spend your money in any way. But if what we're talking about interests you, then go consult with uh, your own financial advisor, do your own due diligence, and take responsibility for your investments, please, we do implore you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take us out of this nonsense because somebody has to. Saddle up, gang. It's time to ride off into the sunset because the cryptocurrency realm is the wild, wild west. Joel Com here and Mr. Travis Wright. Until next time. Stay bad, Pilgrim. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.